Hey everyone, I'm your host Beth Fiedler. Welcome to the Mindful Play podcast. So happy to be here and share some amazing stories on how to live a happy and positive life. Today, I have a special guest, Dr. Linda Ferguson, senior partner of NLP Canada Training. Linda is committed to helping clients. Make positive change happen in the work, relationships, and communication. She grants new developments in behavioral science with years of experience in how to create the shift in attention that generate new behaviors. Linda has more than thirty years of experience in enabling others to identify what they value and communicate in ways that support great results. Since two thousand and three, Linda has been one of Canada's leading developers of NLP, neuro linguistic programming. She holds a PhD in English literature from the University of Toronto, and is a member of the faculty of the Pilon School of Business at Sheridan College. Hey, Linda! Thanks so much for taking the time to meet with me. Our listeners are very excited to learn about NLP. Neuro linguistic programming. For the next few minutes, you're going to share with us some NLP practices that we can use to achieve the results we want. Hey, Beth. Thank you so much for inviting me to speak with you and your listeners.、Um, I'm always excited to introduce NLP and my work with neuro linguistic programming to people because it's such a practical way. For people to get in touch with their best selves and to make better choices in their communication and their action, and I thought today I'd talk to you a little bit about communicating because people often come to me,、um, maybe salespeople, sometimes coaches or、uh, entrepreneurs, and they're Linda, help me sell, teach me some words that will make people buy from me. What NLP teaches is really this is the wrong approach. And here's the thing: you've heard of the golden rule: get do to other people what you'd like them to do to you. What it means in interacting with somebody is that if you want their attention, you need to give them your attention. If you want them to agree with you, you need to start out by agreeing with them. And it sounds good, but it's hard to do.、And、the reason it's hard to do is because when we go into, say, a sales conversation, we know we need to make a sale. We practice maybe sales scripts, and we try and say the right words to get people to buy from us. But what's going on in us? Is that we're actually not paying very much attention to the person we're talking to. Almost all of our attention is on wanting the sale and following the script, saying the magic words. And as a result, the person we're talking to kind of checks out. They hear maybe they buy from us because they actually want to buy. It's it's their day to buy. But a lot of times, what happens is they they check out because if we're not paying any attention to them, they don't feel a need to pay. 
good quality attention to us. So here's what you can do instead. What does it mean to pay attention to somebody? Well, first of all, it means trusting yourself to know what you want and opening up your awareness so that you're noticing how do they look? What's changing? How does their voice sound? Um, all of that nonverbal part of the conversation. And the way you will know you will, are, are paying attention to the way somebody looks and moves and sounds is that some of those behaviors will start showing up in you. Lots of your listeners will have heard of matching and mirroring and they think it means watching somebody so you can copy what they're doing so they'll trust you. And that's just a kind of icky oversimplification. What it really means is when I'm paying attention to you, I start gesturing at the same time you do. I change maybe the tempo of my voice so I'm speaking about the same rate you were speaking or about the same volume. I kind of adjust my body and my chair so that I'm comfortable in the way you are comfortable. And what that does is it allows my brain to do a check in the background while we're talking. And it's going, we're alike, we're alike, we're alike. And when we're alike, when we're in a nonverbal agreement, it realizes that we will understand each other's words. Now, the other way we can signal that we are paying attention to somebody is we can start noticing what they're saying and saying it back to them. You say, I'm really glad to have you here. And I say, I'm really glad that you chose to have me here today. And that echoing is natural. People don't even notice it consciously. Bond is, hey, somebody's paying attention. There is a quality of connection here. And that makes it much more interesting to listen. Now, the second part of this is, oh my gosh, but Linda, if I'm just agreeing all the time, if I'm just matching them, how do we get anything done? Getting things done really depends on both people being willing to be in agreement and do something together. And so until you have that agreement, there's nothing to do. There's just people making noises at each other. Now, when you want somebody to get ready to agree with you, it's much easier for them to agree with you if you've agreed with them. And the easiest way is to practice saying yes a lot more often. We have a lot of nonverbal markers that we use in conversation. We say um or ah. Some of us are in a habit, it's not very useful, of saying but. You know that person in your life who every time you say something, they say, but, but you can't do it because, but you haven't thought about this. They're trying to be helpful, but you probably don't find it helpful. You probably find that kind of resistance just makes you want to dig in your heels. So it's much more useful instead of saying um or but to just start making yes, that verbal thing that you do while you're thinking of what to say next. Just say yes a lot. And say somebody says something you really disagree with. For me, it might be something like, I think Trump is actually doing a really good job for the American people. How could I say yes to that? I totally don't believe it. 
Well, I wouldn't be saying, yes, I believe what you said. I'd be saying, yes, I hear you say that you think the American people. And, and then I would be able to add something depending on the context that moved it to where I'm going. So I really hate dealing with people. Yeah, I hate being sold to too. It's really great though, when I get good advice and there has been a time when I wanted good advice and I go tell a story. So NLP is about doing the drills, doing the conditioning. So instead of having a gut reaction of no, a gut reaction of this is what I want, so I better say it right away. A gut reaction of the important thing is that I use the right words. We condition ourselves to know what we want, to therefore be present in our conversations and to understand that when we're connecting with somebody, the only way to move forward is in agreement. And if we want to lead, it means we go first. It means we find ways of agreeing, both non-verbally and verbally, with the person we're talking to, so that when we do introduce new ideas, when we do say what it is we want from them, they're much more likely to go, right, agreement here feels safe, it feels good, I've checked it out, I can hear it, and therefore, I can make a good quality decision to agree with this person. Now, what do I mean by good quality? I mean, they're not going to have a change of heart the minute you say something else. They're not going to throw up a bunch of obstacles because they've already in their own minds gone through that and decided this is a connection I want to be part of. And I'm willing to do what it takes to stay part of this connection takes a lot of practice to manage your own emotions, to manage the busy voice in your head. So that instead of trying to convince people, you are simply putting your efforts into being present with people, into being agree in agreement with people, and into moving forward with that quality of agreement. And what you'll find is that salespeople who do this well, not just increase their sales, but they increase their joy in selling. That coaches who use this method decrease the stress of dealing with other people's problems and start focusing on other people's strengths. That managers who use this start looking for shorter paths to get the job done instead of troubleshooting and inventing through tension, through disagreement, through argument, all the to doing the work that they all really want to do so that they all get the collective reward that that organization is looking for. So I love teaching NLP. I love being with people who are good at sitting with you and really being present in connection so that you can see how many possibilities that opens up. Linda, thank you so much for sharing. I, I like the echoing and I love the reminder that uh, it's very important to be in agreement and absolutely the good quality to safeguard any change of heart. And if I may, I do have a few questions. Absolutely. 
Linda, when you touch on、uh, listen before you lead, you suggested to pull a few words out,、uh, what the partner says, and use those exact words to begin our part of the conversation. And you know me, or some of us are forgetful and may not even remember what we said minutes ago. So how does how does this strategy work in this kind of situation? Well, it works because you're much more than your conscious mind. So all human beings have a conscious awareness, and it's quite limited. We can really only think of one thing at a time. We can really only remember two or three things at a time.、Mm-hmm. But our brains are supercomputers. They are immensely powerful and immensely good at pattern recognition. So while Your mind is doing your conscious thinking when you are paying attention to what you're saying or what you're going to say next, and leaping ahead. Your brain is actually always in pattern recognition mode, scanning new data for correspondence to previous experience. So while you might not have the "aha, I just said that," <laughs> your brain is kind of putting check marks. Oh, wait, I just said that. Because the brain is much smarter than the mind, it literally is still more complicated than the most complex computers. There's a project at Waterloo trying to construct some facsimile of a human brain, and what they've got is just so small so far compared to your brain. So you can start trusting that the whole equipment actually knows what you said. That's what actually generated your words in the first place, and and so when you use somebody else's words, some part of them is going to recognize it in exactly the same way、mm-hmm. that quite often in a class, I look at two people who are sitting side by side in exactly the same posture, and until I say, "Look at you two," <laughs> they had no awareness. But obviously, it's not a coincidence that two people paying attention to the same thing, two people who've just been maybe doing an exercise together,、mm-hmm. come back and sit in precisely the same way.、Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And another question on listening:、uh, I noticed you haven't touched on paraphrase. So, what's your stand with it?、Uh, I'm afraid I'm not a big fan of paraphrasing for. Communication and building agreement. Paraphrasing is talked about a lot, usually in the context of studying, where taking information and putting it into different words puts it through a process in your brain that helps you learn it. So when you paraphrase something you're trying to learn, there's a good chance you're going to learn it better than if you just did rote repetition.、Mm-hmm. When you're doing it with other human beings as part of a conversation, you say something, and I say, "Oh, this is what I heard," and I change it. It can create all kinds of waves because, on the one hand, you might be made to feel as the person who said it originally. I guess I wasn't clear. I guess I didn't say it right. Why <laughs> is she changing my words?、Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, sometimes people do paraphrase. Really, what other people hear is, "This is what you should have said," <laughs> which doesn't build agreement.、Mm-hmm. So the other thing that paraphrasing does is it allows us to leap to conclusions. 
our brains are always going to leap. It's how they're constructed. Using a pattern we think we recognize takes much less mental resources than recognizing something new. Mm -hmm. So it's built right into the functioning of the human being to leap to conclusions. Often paraphrasing means I started hearing what you were saying. I decided I knew what you were going to say next. I filled in the whole pattern and I'm not really paraphrasing what you said. I'm paraphrasing what I thought you were saying or what I thought you were going to say. If I slow down and just feedback exactly what you said, I have to pay attention to this moment and find out if my guess was right or if maybe you were going in a in a different direction mm -hmm. or with a different emphasis and that helps keep us rooted in uh, meaning the same thing in the conversation. Mm -hmm. I got it. Thank you for this additional insight. Now I'm no longer a fan of paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> The last question that I have is very personal because it's really haunting me for some time. Mm -hmm. uh, regarding magic words, we know that we all like to hear yes. Based on my experience, there are people who often begin with sorry. So what's the impact for the speaker and the listener when we hear the word sorry? Well, that <laughs> mostly depends on context and on expression. Um, you might have heard the expression, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, usually means I'm going to do what I want to do. And then if you're upset by it, I'll say sorry. Those kind of stories usually, basically, they get the response they deserve, right? Because mm -hmm. you're not really sorry. <laughs> Other times, people use sorry more like, oh. Um, it's a way of, of creating space for themselves in the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's um, gentle, but because it's so gentle, it also can have the impact of making people seem unsure of themselves. And it's important to understand that we're all dealing with this disconnect between a brain that's processing huge amounts of information really quickly and a mind that's trying kind of to keep up. And that particularly in a conversation with another person, that's two supercomputers going at it, mm -hmm. and two minds struggling to keep up. And so anything that suggests that we're not in agreement is actually a bit threatening. I agree. Excellent. So just in case other people don't think quite as much alike as we do, <laughs> I don't mean people see sorry as I am threatening you. I mean that when people hear sorry, they hear there's something not quite right in this connection and mm -hmm. that makes people uncomfortable. So you say sorry so people will be comfortable, but it actually can make them uncomfortable. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Linda, we have covered quite a bit in this conversation. Is there anything else you would like to add? There's so much I'd like to add, but <laughs> instead of adding it here, <laughs> your listeners might like to visit me at www.nlp, that's nancylindapatrickcanada.com, 
and there they'll find access to my podcast, which has lots more tips and exercises. Um, they'll find my blog and they'll find a lot of free ebooks. And if they're in the Toronto area, I really hope they'll come out and see me. Uh, we have a wonderful office right on the U of T campus and we offer free events each and every month. So I hope that your listeners will connect. Of course, I myself benefit a lot from uh, Linda's guidance. And of course, uh, my listeners will definitely check it out and join Linda in one of her free events. Uh, thank you again, Linda, for taking the time to chat with me and for being so patient to answer my questions. I wish you continued success in the NLP space. Looking forward to sharing your update. Thank you so much, Beth, and I'm looking forward to hearing future episodes of this podcast. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Linda. Thank you for being here, and I appreciate your listening. It means a lot to me. If you haven't already, please, if you love this episode, or want to share your feedback with me, please go ahead and leave a review. Your sharing will help me to make it better. Thank you for listening. Until we chat next time, always remember Mindful Play Podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs>